0: Hi, I'm Tyler Yules. Welcome to How the Grades Do It. Welcome back to How another episode of How the Grades Do It. Super excited for our conversation. We have Mike Petrician. He is head of sales at Great Question. Mike, appreciate you jumping on with us.
1: Appreciate you having me, Tyler. Thanks for thanks for absolutely.
0: Yeah, man. I'd love to hear a little bit about like what you're up to. A great question and kind of like what you've been up to of late.
1: I appreciate that. Um, Thanks for having me on. So a great question is a research automation platform. We professionals that work in the research product design space usually leverage about five up to 15 tools to scale research ops efficiently. Uh, Our platform mitigates, if not remedies, all of that um, friction and provides the functionality for them to manage their day to day.
0: I love that. I love that. And man, um, I'd love to hear like a little bit, like how you got into sales and like what what really started you on the journey. Uh,
1: that's a long uh, conversation, <laughs> but uh, sales has pretty much been my uh, career ever since I was 15. Uh, I'm an Eastern European refugee. Came here with uh, you know that whole song and dance of came here when I was young. Parents brought me here to find a better dream and concept was always be a doctor, be a lawyer, or be nobody. Yeah. So <laughs> I chose the, the nobody route. Um, I always wanted to make the doctor money without the doctor degree. I figured that was always an easier way. Yeah. So um, got into selling everything from retail, uh, ended up doing some insurance sales at one point, even did bail bonds, believe it or not. But got into the SaaS space around 2009 and absolutely fell in love. I always loved leveraging technologies to streamline my day and make my life easy. They say the most brilliant ones are the most lazy ones, and that couldn't be more true when spoken about me. So, having technologies manage your day to day, whether it's streamlining banking or streamlining your schedule, whatever the case may be, was always appealing to me. And yeah, I've been into it for about almost 15 years now and absolutely love it, specifically in the startup space. Yeah. Uh,
0: what really attracts you to the startup space and like who do you you know i talk to people every day and they think hey like i want to work for a startup i want to go for a big corporation like what would you think differentiates somebody that would like be made for startup land and then made for like just a big corporation
1: it all comes down to if you want to have things figured out for you already whether you want to figure those things out for yourself in the corporate world if you will Everything is already done. The process is already established. You may have some way in and input on how things could be done better, but when yeah. you have a process that's been streamlined across hundreds, if not thousands of people, changing that dynamic is very challenging. Within a startup, it could be done within minutes. Sure. You don't like this process? What do you got? Let's figure out another one. If you don't like this script, all right, let's try the one another one next call. But having that freedom... To make those change, changes to really accommodate the customer, which is ultimately what you're trying to do in sales, is, I think, the key to success. I
0: love that. So, I mean, they got to have a little bit more of a drive, maybe a little bit more creativity.
1: Absolutely. All or- the above. Uh, but it's more patience than anything and really uh, taking on initiative. I think initiative is probably the one or trait I look for when I'm looking for my next A colleague, if you will, I'm hiring two AEs right now. Actually, yeah. One thing I always say is, if you know how to take initiative, you're not waiting for someone to solve something for you, and you're coming in with options, solutions, recommendations. That's exactly what startup is: is just figuring it out.
0: I love that. And is there for you, right? Like, I know every startup is a little bit different, and especially depending on where they are, where they're at in the stage. Like, are for you, right? Like, is there a sweet spot of like? Um, funding round is it revenue goals? Is it amount of transactions? Like, what really um helps you with your qualification process as you're looking for next projects to take on?
1: Yeah, so I generally like to keep it under 50 employees, ideally in the 20 space. To be perfectly candid, somewhere yeah. that's still trying to get to their first <coughs> million uh, annual recurring revenue. Uh, I have my own process. If I uh, if I were picking a startup, I have this rule of. Uh, people product and then purpose kind of going in that specific order so first the people have to know have they done exits before have they sold startups have they been part of startups that ended up being successful that really matters second is the product itself what is it solving Uh, is it actually solving a specific need that people are looking for and purpose you know with the product and the people established what is their purpose what is their goal are they trying to well, public? Or are they trying to grow this to the next ten thousand uh, dollar, ten thousand people private company? Do they want to sell it? You know, before Series A. So, really, if having those things in alignment and uh, see if it aligns with my goals at the moment it's probably the most important thing I do when considering startups.
0: Yeah, I love that. And is uh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was going to say Go you were about the amount, like the specific amount is. Ideally, they haven't hit a million yet. I think yeah. that's really the exciting time. There's some revenue, that maybe some customers, some interest. We're really coming in and just finding out your idea ICP. As I do a customer profile and just hammering away at that, that's the most fun. I, I think in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you think the first step is when you're like coming into a company, right? Let's say they, they've, 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 they, they maybe they have half a million dollars in sales, right? And they,
1: <clears throat>
0: they seem to have a product fit, right? But they're just getting their feet wet. Like what, what would what would be the first thing that you would do to come in and kind of evaluate where they're at and then help them improve?
1: I mean, the first thing I want to evaluate is who are the current customers that are paying? Me. Why did they, yeah. uh, what was the process? What really attracted them? The second is reviewing the prospective can- uh, customers, so the entire pipeline. Who's in there, who's about to close? Uh, more importantly, who's early on that I could really start hammering away at those. And the third, and I'd say probably the most important of that list that uh, I generally like to leave as the last portion of it seems kind of the best for last is the close lost or the yeah. people that went through the challenge and still did not want to buy. Why, why is that? Love to talk to those people specifically one to see if anyway we get them back, you know, from a different pair of eyes, maybe you tracked better or maybe you buy right. better. Uh, but two more importantly, getting that feedback. So you don't reciprocate that with your existing pipeline. Sure.
0: um. Is there is there certain certain things that you're looking out for as you're doing those evaluations with like current customers or with you know the, the existing pipeline? Like, what are you looking for in those in those
1: instances? Primarily the problem they were looking to solve in the beginning, right? Something attracted them. I mean, we have a, a tool that combines so much functionality you know, under one umbrella, but yeah. not everyone needs all the bells and whistles. Sure. So I, as a HubSpot user, I maybe use ten percent of the maybe fifteen percent of the tool total. I don't need. Yeah. those enough to make money from that Uh, so figuring out was it that one component that really helped it was it the overall vision we were selling did you just like the person that you were talking with and decided to give them a chance because that happens too sure So, really understanding you know why is it that did this driver decided to transfer money from a to b uh is definitely what i want to hear
0: yeah absolutely and Like, as you're going through that evaluation um, phase, like, do you ever spend time with customers that didn't buy?
1: Yeah, just... Yeah, I wouldn't consider customers' right, prospects, if you will, but... Yeah. Uh, I guess talking to churn customers as well is something you know, I've done in the past. Those you have to approach carefully. You know, it could be... Because they invested so much time and the, the relationship didn't work out, so you don't want to take more of their time. There's probably sure. some backlogs that you could look into as to what really happened. But respective customers that went through that, whether it's an RFP process or just a consideration in general, and decided to go a different direction. Those I definitely want to talk to.
0: Yeah. And I guess once you better define the ICP, then is it is it just constantly testing um, like your conclusion right, or your theory around the the, the ICP to say, like, all right, like this is how we think we're going to sell this person, go to market with that strategy. And then how often do you are you tweaking the ICP or persona, um, especially early on?
1: There's a couple of pivots happening right now with respect, you know, we started off doing U, uh, UX research uh, operations specialists, things like that. Now yeah. we are seeing that you know, there's a shift in the the industry currently where you know, there's not many coordinators. People actually would need someone to help schedule these calls, do all these other tasks that research uh, product and design originally had before them. So um, it's kind of an interesting dynamic of now it's maybe we should be talking to these other icps as well but still focusing on the initial icp has been a great segue and introduction into those other departments
0: oh i love that i love that and i think really like <clears> i <throat> it sounds like you guys are to the part where you're somewhat finding where your product maybe fit in a little bit better into certain areas and maybe hey there's an opportunity to um change verticals or if you will right to a whole
1: nother department i guess yeah that's the thing about it is one of the reasons why I really respect the great question and why I joined. Yeah. You know, not just having the I C P but just continuing to cater just to that I C P, not doing too many pivots around maybe customer success or marketing or C suite might benefit from this. Just that specific core and building the features around it that they really need so they don't need all these other tools. That's our whole purpose is why pay for all these tools and you could just sure. have this specific Platform that accommodates all that it is just about filling these little gaps with features that they we either have on the product roadmap already, or we've considered, or we've punted because of other priorities. But yeah, just having all that alignment, but just specifically for the ICP, and they've been great champions. Now to say, you know, what's stopping you from using this for your product roadmap, or what's stopping you from sending out a survey for your specific uh, MPS scores or something along those lines? So there's other avenues that are opening up for us as well.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, like, as you go into in, into a new organization, like, when do you know when it's time to start bringing other people on when it comes to, like, sales operations or sales development <clears throat> um, to start building pipeline or maybe more of a marketing function for demand gen.
1: It all comes back with the need. Right. With startups, you realize, oh, wow, I'm doing a lot of customer success. I should be focusing on new logos, etc. instead of right. it's time to bring on CS. Uh, we're not seeing that much pipeline. And right now, not many people are onboarding. Maybe we should get marketing to really step it up a notch. So I guess it's always about filling that need. when in a very yeah. quick, fast. Uh, with respect to sales, you know, once again, like right now, I'm hiring two AEs because I'm stretched in with all the deals we have coming in and all the logos that are interested. So... That's the time where we throw up the flag, not just with one, with two, possibly even three. We'll see. But, yeah, I guess it's always about the need. And that's the beauty of startup is that you could have a, a job description up within a matter of 24 hours that you've already collaborated with the CEO on and whoever's doing HR at that time. So, yeah, it's just figuring that out as you go without having no, any of that
0: are are there things that you you know we talked about this briefly? Is like, <clears throat> what does it really take? You know, as a leader, I think it's a little bit different and being able to pivot. But what about as like a young AE? Like, what 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 do you look for in a rep that's come in um to work for you? And like, what are the traits are you looking for them to have?
1: That people, product, purpose in a way, but figuring yeah. you know, kind of flipping it on them is who are you as a person? You know, who are uh, what kind of products matter most to you? I invented this thing a long time ago is where i have people write down the 10 things that really matter to them their passions mm-hmm. in life sure. who else, sports camping family whatever it could be whatever and out of those 10 things i'm looking at them. wow you are a tennis passionate about tennis you're passionate uh, about art what's stopping you from calling the the tennis federation or uh someone in big five or and talking shooting the shooting the crap about tennis or whatever the case may be, or going to your local tennis club and talking about the solution, whether there are researchers around that could help. But to see where I'm going with that is figuring yeah. out who the person and saying, okay, your lead list is right in front of you now. And in startup, I don't have territories. I don't have specific verticals or assignments. I'm going to put it on you. Who do you want to talk to all day? This, you're going to be spending 35 40% of your time with me. Why do you? Yeah. Why, why would you want to call medical companies when you have zero experience or zero knowledge? <laughs> no, uh, I love that.
0: I love that. Out. I love that idea.
1: When AEs asked me, like, "What did you?" First, when I joined Great Question, first of all, I had a plan. It's, I'm going to join as a first AEs, the first sales hire. I'm going to close some deals and become the head of sales in six months. My CEO knew that already before I even had my first date. So yeah. I say if you're going to join the startup space, take that initiative, write out the plan, write out the plan for your CEO, write out the plan for your head of sales. If you want to be the head of sales, write that in your plan. But as long as you have that in order. So when you come in, my CEO did not have to worry about me at all. At that point, if anything, I told him I'll come to you when I need your help on something. When it came to sales, by having that plan in order, I will never say no. Anyone that uh, sends me a 30, 60, 90 as part of the application process, already automatically gets a meeting with me, no question asked, just because you took that initiative.
0: No, I love that. And how detailed does that need to be for someone, for you to say like, "Hey, this is shown initiative," right?
1: I mean, just having you something bulleted out is already a starting point. <laughs> Yourself you're <laughs> in that top five, if not one percent, by taking that initiative. Because I know you're not just mass applying at this point; you actually care right. about wanting to work with. Ned or PJ or Mike, whatever the case may be. So, but yeah, just telling me the first 30 days, I'll, I'm going to bring in the lead list. Uh, After that, the first, second week, I'm going to start calling on X amount and I'm going to try to generate X amount of pipeline and close X amount of business. Even if it says I'm going to be watching videos, the first, I'm going to be watching all your reporter calls the first week. Just telling me that you're going to do that already is already step in the right direction.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Like you know, you talked about initiative being super important, like, and, and obviously that being really big in the interview process as well as like having that initiative. It sounds like that's a really big um, value to you and something that is, I seems sounds super pretty critical when it comes to like the startup world and um, what you do day in and day out.
1: Especially in sales. I think people forget when they're, they're applying for a sales gig. I think people forget who they really are. <laughs> it's Sure. You're trying to get in front of a contact that you're going to pitch your solution and they're going to give you money as a byproduct. I mean, you're forgetting exactly what we do. It It boggles my mind. I posted something on LinkedIn. It's don't just send me an email saying, hey, I'm interested. Write me a message on LinkedIn. Try to find out my personal email. Send me a text. Yes. Find me on social media. and like, like something I posted. Say, hey, contact you. Get my attention. Yeah, me on Instagram too. Is the number one currency now? It's not even health; it's attention. Because <laughs> when you have attention, you could get someone to help you with your health. And sure. Of the world, you, in my opinion, you have nothing anymore. That's why you're doing this podcast. That's why I'm here. It's all around attention. That's a new currency.
0: Absolutely, and so. <clears throat> You know, I I can can't agree with you more, right? Like I can remember getting trying to get an interview with some guy, and I found his address, sent him a hat, like to his favorite sports team, and you know, ultimately a few days later, I got a call from him, um, thanking him for the thanking him for the hat, and right, I, I think it's the the people that are doing things a little bit differently, thinking outside the box, um, to whether that's getting in front of your next job or getting in front of your ideal prospect, ultimately is um, what wins and loses.
1: Absolutely, I just downloaded this app, uh, Headway. I loved it. it. It summarizes books. It gives me the information I need. I don't have to pretend like I read the whole book, but at the same time, I get the concept of it. I'm yeah. meeting with the founder tomorrow. I'm super excited to tell him. Just spoke with Garmin earlier. I had my webcam holding, I'm like, guys. Thank you, you my my wife. Accident, <laughs> true story. Yeah. She got to accident right by the Bay Bridge here in San Francisco. That was recorded on the Garmin device. And I have that footage. We sent it to the insurance company, and we were able to get out of something that would have cost us probably five, if not six or seven thousand dollars. Yeah. So you can't. That's not just a regular sales call. They're like, wow, this is great. Maybe I could be a customer. I mean, uh, give you feedback as well. But just taking that initiative, having it all planned out—that's how you stand out.
0: Absolutely, and I think right, like when you give sales reps, you know, an – or in yourself, right? Like that freedom to be able to prospect on their own, to really dig into those accounts. Like, what do who do you want to prospect to? Like, it's get them more involved. I think you probably get more out of your sales reps in that sense too, right? They're 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 way more um engaged in that sense.
1: Exactly. When you speak similar languages, the conversation keeps going, and the one thing you want to do in sales is keep the conversation going, right? So I talk to my uh, some clients about jujitsu. Sometimes I talk to kids about my. Sun's screaming in the other room right now. Cause he has a little guy too. Yeah. Find the the topics to relate. It's kind of hard to figure, you know, it's kind of creepy to go find out who has kids or whatnot, but you know what school they've been to, you know, sure. when, uh, within groups they follow who they're else they're associated with. The world is abundant now and there's a lot of information out there to really help you plan out exactly who you want to talk to, how you want to spend your day and how you want to make your money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about as like you're looking for new opportunities? Like there's you, maybe there's someone out here listening and saying, "Hey, like I'd love to join that startup world." Like where where should they be looking for opportunities, and how should they be networking with people in the right way to then find maybe a next opportunity, at, maybe uh, as a sales rep or uh, maybe even as a leader.
1: Yeah, I will say, you know, I have a saying when it comes to sales and looking for your next opportunity. Yeah, uh, if you reply, you die. If you want to say. <laughs> Just an application once again and wait for your next adventure, especially in sales. I, I pity the, the founder that actually replies to that, unless there's some serious interest or something going on. You have to sure. get the, you know, the, uh, the person that started it all, if you will. If you want to be a part of a larger organization, like you want to work at a sales force or something, go find out who the hiring manager is. I would call the AEs first to be like, hey guys, how do you like working for Jane? Or how do you like working for John? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, some strengths we before. I I, I'm creating my own interview process. (laughs) (laughs) Seventeen step process? No, it's standing out. I I will tell you this, Tyler. The last four positions I've had, I did not. There was no resumes involved. It was just opening up that line of communication and conversation. My CEO with great question. I called him. I knew we talked together before. We didn't, we didn't know each other, know each other, but I've cold sure. called him in the past because he sold his company to GoDaddy. I was like, this is my plan for you. Do you want to meet? He's like, hell yeah, I want to meet. Everyone else took a bad So that's, you have to, if you want to be in that sales space, et cetera, what do you like to do? What are you passionate about? Write down those 10 things that you're passionate about. We'll be looking at your lead list right there. Lead list for customers, lead list for potential jobs, partnerships, however you want to spend it. This is where people screw up. They worry, what's the salary? What's the commission structure? Forget all that shit. I don't know I'm supposed to here.
0: No, I love it. Hey, hey, I'm all about it. Because, I mean, ultimately, if you take the same route that you're talking right now, I mean, people are going to be happier, right? It, it won't necessarily be about, you know, they'll they'll sell more, which will ultimately make them more money. You know, like, yeah, absolutely.
1: Sometimes people will sacrifice the product side of it just to work with the right person. You know, I've yeah. been in an organization where I joined it specifically for the mentorship and the leadership of a specific guy, even though I didn't align with a specific organization, size and goals, and that yeah. ended up a disaster. But I still got learned a lot as part of that process by still working under him. So there's going to be instances too where, ah, uh, the guy's a part of this thing, but I really want to understand he's been successful his whole life. He's doing something right. Like, I, I really want to work with him. We've had great success in the past. Does it always going to yeah. work? Yes and no, but that's up to you to decide, really.
0: No, I love that. I love that. Um, <clears throat> what about tips, like, for building, co- like, you know, you come into a company of 10, right? Like, there may be a culture of people just getting to know about each other, right? And But, like, how do you then start a culture from something that, that doesn't exist. Right. Or maybe
1: very little um, organization
0: is maybe put a little bit of thought into it.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, I'm not the human resources uh, specialist here, but I will say from a sales standpoint.
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely from a sales standpoint, we're not looking for an HR perspective here because HR, (laughs) right? Like they're going to have their own perspective, but we all know in a sales organization, we have, you know, we have our own core value system and sales a little, maybe a little different than our HR um, counterparts.
1: Yeah. HR is more like, you know, there's some processes in place, like <laughs> happy hours and team building and all that. I will say that um, the one thing is I, I've always tried to bring up a team. Anytime I'm managing a specific team is I don't want to have a cutthroat environment where you, know, you have to slip the other guy's throat in order to succeed. I don't want that. I, there's a, healthy amount of competition i'd like to create but end of the day i want to see it as more of we're going into battle together we're still kind of accomplishing the same goal the last thing you want to do is create division within a team that's already a startup as is you know you're already the underdog. The last thing you want to do is have less soldiers on your side so absolutely understanding like having a source of truth who owns this lead at what point in time can it become someone else's lead at what point in time we have to split something, but having that playbook, I guess, in alignment right off the bat, so there's none of that angry stuff going on. Uh, I think is key to building a great sales coach because that's what they're thinking, right? In, in the sales space, first thing I'm thinking is, all right, I'm coming in. There's already there's already champions there. Yeah. You know, one, I, it's not how do I want to beat them. How do I become them? <laughs> first of all, uh, yeah. That's the mentality I say. is like I don't want you to beat that guy. I want you to. Become a version of that, of your own, uh, of your own self. So, yeah, just making sure everyone's in alignment right off the bat so there's no, oh, I kicked your butt last year. We're going to have a little bit of that. Obviously, it's sales, but not like, hey, how come you didn't do this or badgering each other as soon as someone's doing wrong. Those are the most toxic environments I've seen, and they never work out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as you're like selling um, and they, you know, they have that competition, right? Like, uh, does the approach ever change when, when meeting with the team and like, uh, coaching different personalities for you or for you, right? Is it, is it somewhat stay the same with the team? Um, and trying to like build that cohesiveness.
1: Yeah. If you ever have like direct feedback, if you're going to shit sandwich someone, you don't want ever want to do it in front of a team. That's kind of going back yeah. to that toxic culture. If you will, no, that's kind of not going to motivate anyone. Nine out of 10 times I've seen someone badgered in a meeting. They're probably going back to their lab. They're definitely not going to work. They're looking for other opportunities at that point. They're looking for other ways to waste their time. They just got demoralized. So that's why there's the team meeting. You have like a We have a Monday meeting where everyone reviews their pipeline. They know what they're doing. They, they know where they need help. And then you have your one-on-ones. It all the, comes back to capacity, whether you could uh, – it depends on the team size, et cetera. Maybe it could be quick fifteen minute meetings or something, but having that one on one safe space as well, that mentorship and that trust is absolutely important. Uh yeah for the growth of, you know, any direct feedback needs about. Uh
0: absolutely. <clears throat> Mike, where where can people connect with you after this? Like if if they have any questions or um I would assume LinkedIn's probably a really good place.
1: Yeah, LinkedIn, Mike Petrosian. Uh, also email me at mikeatgreatquestion.co. Uh, once again, we sell research automation. And um, if any of your listeners are into that, doing marketing, product design, research, yeah, hit us up. I love
0: it. I love it. And um, last question for you. How do you want to be remembered when you leave this life?
1: Huh. That's a deep one.
0: It is a deep question.
1: I think, you know, when I got into sales originally, why I've been good at it, I don't want to say great, but nothing's perfect, but why I love it so much is to help people. I think that's what yeah. it is. The money is great, the, all that's helpful. When you really think about it, you're, you're spending your time with one another person and you're just trying to help them out with whatever is their day-to-day is. And you adopt that mentality to help. So I'd want to be remembered as a guy that, help someone whether it's help them in their personal life professional life help them succeed uh i take a lot of joy and value and pride in that because that's how i've learned the majority of my things is by people helping me out when they didn't have to so i think being remembered like that is something that's the way to go out
0: i love that and i know that you know that's that's true mentality for you right because all of our conversations we've had together um Man, Mike, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I know a ton of people are going to get a lot out of this. This is another episode of How the Greats Do It. Appreciate you, Mike.